If it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moscahanna Monsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. We can go from the top. <clears throat> Holliston Meadows, Wolfpack Coffee, Invoke Media, Garage Doors Plus, and, and... Again, I'm not paying attention to you. Bridgewater State University, baby. Wait until I say go. I mean, I'm just trying to... <laughs> you. I don't need you to be a bitch right now. I don't need your... You have a dude, t- Mark. This kid's a fucking. He's just a Mark Riley. Fucking, this kid, he's driving me fucking crazy, bro. Why? Why am I driving? You want me to crazy? go into it? Is it because I don't have a chandelier like you behind you? No, because I don't have a fucking chandelier. This kid, dude. How are you, sir? Good to see you, brother. Going, I'm Riley. Doing, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Am I supposed to be so close to the camera? You can't see. Do this. Do this. Get Get right up here. Get right up here. I'm just looking at Josh. I'm saying all I see is eyebrows. He looks like a Muppet. Exactly. Fucking dude. He's had a week, too. It's going to be so easy to break him down like a bitch. He's had such a week. It's fucking hysterical. No, I I was actually going to be. There's Mike Shue. Here we go. He's logging in. I've already started drinking. Look at that. See, this is where this is where we start the show with giving some love to the people that actually sponsor this show: Garage Doors Plus, Wolfpack Coffee, Invoke Media Group, Bridgewater State University, new sponsor. Thank you so much for giving us fuck undies as an intern, and Holliston Meadows. That is the official, official pet resort, pet resort of my cat Chetta. Uh, Mike's dog, baby, and all of fucking Josh's animals. Do you have any pets, Riley? Uh, no, technically not. <laughs> yes, Why, what do you though. mean technically? I got a couple of guinea pigs that are class pets. Then That's that pet. is the official pet resort of your fucking guinea pigs. I don't know if my guinea pigs need a resort. Maybe. You don't know until you resort them. Don't they need a spa day or something like that? <laughs> I think they get included uh, in their stay. A little do massage. Ever, do you ever massage your guinea pig, Mark? It, whoa, right, whoa, that's a loaded question, Mike. There uh, is a load by involved. The way, that's for we, sure. We've already we've already started recording. So fucking, what's up, Mark? Good, good, because um, I just wanted on the record that I've never rubbed my guinea pig. Whole <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> I've massaged him quite heavily, but never uh, never rubbed. <laughs> so I want to make that clear right away. <laughs> Now, Riley, I, I don't think I've seen you since you came into the, the studio with me and Shu like about 90 years ago. Yeah, yeah I know. that was pre-COVID. Yeah. yeah. Pre-mask, pre-everything. Is COVID a thing? Uh, I think so. <laughs> so do I. So do, so do we all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's still there, there's still some uh, there's still some people who don't think it's a thing. They just recently stormed the uh, the city hall building in like Bend, Oregon, or something like that. Yeah. Did they? Or Eugene? Yeah, because they didn't want to wear masks. I, think you know, I, I found it interesting, and I and I can't believe I haven't realized this. They're pro life, but they don't wear guys, masks. All these guys in their camo and their Oakleys and shit. They have these like huge beards, right? 
and like Muslim fundamentalists and radicals also have these huge beards, right? I think it's like, like our intern fuck undies. Yeah, but he's not a Muslim. He's just from Brockton. And <laughs> same thing. I'm not touching he that. Like he, <laughs> it just seems like it just seems like I don't know. It seems like the the most insecure guys on the planet have these huge beards and trucks and guns. <laughs> you know, one group has AK-47s and the other group has AR-15s and they're constantly pissed off, mask. you know, and they hate women. I don't know. Yeah. I, no. I, I, is there a connection there somehow? Are you seeing a trend? I yeah. don't, I don't have a beard, a truck or a gun. So okay. apparently and you, and you wear a mask when you go out though, right? I do wear a mask when I go out and yeah. um, I drive a focus. So oh. I have a huge crack. But so, um, so what you're saying is you definitely you're definitely a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He drives an American car. You know? You're hoping oh, Biden this, saves the he world. Like he's pretty moderate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, what, what's funny about these people who are storming the state house and stuff like over this COVID, it's um, it's I find it funny. Years and years and years, these assholes wore shirt and shoes to go into a Seven Eleven. Right. Never once. Never once did they storm a city hall for it. Now put on a cloth mask and all of a sudden our freedom is taken away. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. So true. Yeah, the That's mask so on fucking kill you. Yeah. It's like you gotta be kidding me, man. So and yeah, I don't know. clothing, I'm not doing that. Yeah, we need guys to like storm a seven eleven completely nude except for masks. Uh, I, I tried that. Oh, yeah, it didn't didn't go over well. How I'm far did you get? You got you got to like the Dorito line, and they're like, "Yeah, I gotta go." But that was get stealthy. I mean, that's a whole. <laughs> I got to the magazine rack, and the guy said, "You gotta buy it. You can't read it." So I, uh... Was the guy speaking English? No. Hey, I'm not touching that either. What the fuck with the no touch zone, Mark? Come on. <laughs> they, well, we've so tried to be, we we've tried to get canceled since we started breaking the ice in March, and no one gives a fuck. Well, we started well, you, it because we were canceled. canceled. Uh, you, oh, yeah, you've that's been correct. putting in. We started oh, oh, we canceled. oh, because right. WAF was canceled and it went to God. Oh, you've been trying to get say, canceled what, all year. How do you get a podcast canceled? Uh, by you, you want to watch? I, I, I don't know. Say some, I can say some things. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, all right, I'll just, yeah, just don't touch that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not don't touch that. anything, man. Don't touch anything. You have any Lysol with you? It's all covered in disease. I don't make Lysol anymore. <laughs> I actually, I, they finally started to. No shit. I, it's been gone from the shelves for months. And then all Lysol? of a sudden, what are you talking about? I buy Lysol like all the time. Where do you shop? I haven't seen Lysol since March. I go to the big Y. You, I can't believe what Lysol? Lysol. When did they, it, when did they it, stop making it? Because I've been buying, what have I been buying then? Knock off Lysol from like, from well, what? Actually, it actually has a C. It. They're it obviously just sending it all to Worcester. Oh, is that what it is? They're, they're just sending right. it to Worcester because nothing right. can kill us. Right. No, they, they, they there was a shortage on that. And all of a sudden it was, you know, Mike's disinfectant. And you're like, who the fuck's Mike? I'm not buying that shit. Oh, there was but a all shortage. Of a, okay. I understand what you're saying. There was yeah. a shortage of it. And there was a whole thing they did on like CBS Sunday morning of some fucking bullshit where they were using that because they obviously needed that to be more focused on, you know, on uh, hospitals yeah. and whatnot. But all of a sudden 
no bullshit. Like two nights ago, I see a TV commercial for Lysol and it's touting that it kills the coronavirus. I'm like, that's fucking ballsy. But you know what? Everybody will buy it again. Right. Remember when our, I like our, the kind that smells like a mountain meadow myself. It makes my trash can smell like a mountain meadow. So when I'm putting, you know, garbage in there, it reminds me of being like on Mount Wachusett on a beautiful spring day. Wachusett blueberry and Wachusett fucking uh, the mountain Isaiah, not the beer for crying out loud. Oh, come on. Focus, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what have you been up to, brother? I haven't seen you in a long time. You're a referee, aren't you? Uh, I, yes, a hockey referee. A hockey referee. Talk Former about NHL that. Referee. Are you, are you, uh, yeah. Are you doing I, stuff? I had been up until two weeks ago, and then um, I stopped because I'm supposed to go to Aruba on Saturday. And, oh, I thought uh, you were going to say I stopped because the governor shut us down. No. no I because I'm going to Aruba. <laughs> no. The, you know what's funny? is The governor, I, I thought we were going to get shut down again, but we never did. And wow. um, now, wait, so, what do you ref? Do you ref youth hockey? Uh, yeah, well, like juniors, college, and oh, okay, then some right. youth, like um, I, I do a lot of midget games, and I that's find not it a term very, that uh, that's not a term that's socially acceptable anymore. Wait, wait, wait! You got hockey, you do like midget wrestling in hockey? No, the different meaning. No, I'm telling you, they in hockey it's oh, old school. Oh. Every other sport went to like U ten, U twelve, U fifteen. We stock old school. We go mites, squirts, peewees bantams and then midgets yes we, we still get away with calling kids midgets wow. and the midgets are the biggest ones which is weird. well then you go to juniors so you know midgets are like the biggest youth hockey um and it's and it's absolutely hilarious not one group has come after us and that's um that's an oxymoron by the way What's that? The midgets, the midgets are the biggest youth hockey. Right. Yes. They did it. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, hockey is the most hilarious sport. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I think I I think now midgets, like you mentioned the, the wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, midget wrestling, but I think they should play more sports. Like Fuck yeah. I'd watch I'd watch that on TV, wouldn't you? Can you Absolutely. imagine midget football? Well, Go. the N the NMFL. Done. Done. I mean, I, call, call, I think there's a few the websites. I think there was, there's got to be a few websites dedicated. <laughs> I know Pornhub hey, has a channel for it. Yeah, yeah well, no. I finished Pornhub, so I'm all set there. I finished? <laughs> yeah, they sent me a certificate. They did. Wow. They sent me a certificate. And I was yeah. like, that's, that's impressive. That's um, a pandemic achievement. Oh, man. Now you got to move to X Hamster. <laughs> right? That's depressing. Wow. <laughs> so how did you, how did you, how did, obviously stand-up comic, done all kinds of stuff with us when we were at WAF. We've known you for years. How did you become an NHL ref? How'd that, how'd that happen? Well, um, I started doing it back when my playing days ended. Um, I, I started getting into it because of my brother. And I did a year of high school, then went to Des Moines, Iowa, and did the USHL in the Central Hockey League. And then I worked at East Coast Hockey League, which is like, Double A, yeah, yeah. Worcester oh, has um, Worcester has an ECHL team. Yeah, the Railers, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so I did that for four, almost five years, and got hired by the NHL, and then uh, fired a week later. And, a week uh, later? Yeah, a week. A week. Did later. you punch a guy? Is that why well, they fired you? Well I, done. It was in August. I didn't even. I couldn't even make any calls. Uh, <laughs> only a bad telephone call. I I didn't. It was. I know why they, they couldn't give me a real reason, but the reason was I'm American. I, you know, oh. they, didn't, they didn't tell me that cause I would have sued their ass, but it, it's cause it's all about Canada. You know, it's all about the Canadians and 
at the time there was only we only had one referee and two linesmen. There wasn't four on the ice. Yeah. And they'd already hired enough Americans. So oh, uh, but what about uh Paul Stewart? Isn't he from Groton? He yeah, he's from Dorchester, but um he he was in well before me. He was in he fucked know, the Canadian, so he's good. Ago. Well, yeah, I, I <laughs> you have to do more than that, to be honest with you. I won't touch that. <laughs> So, I, I mean, outside of hockey, Canada's really offered nothing to the world. Let's be honest. They're and, America's hat. Let's be hey, serious. Rush. You know? Rush. They've offered Sorry. us. They've gave Sorry. us Rush, and they gave us uh, Brian Adams. And BTO. Right. Yeah, and BTO. Right? Yeah, that's right. Tom Cochran. And, and Beaver. Shania Twain. Right. And the, the Bruce Springsteen of Canada, Melissa Etheridge. Hold on, hold on. Michael Myers. Wow. Michael Myers. But you know what? Uh, all those people are great, but their bacon is still ham. Yeah, that's oh. true. Oh, so, delicious nonetheless. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan, but um, you know, it's not a big fan. What it is, but seriously, <laughs> have you ever heard like a world war breaks out? No one's ever said shit. Call Canada. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, a Maple Leaf isn't that very intimidating of a logo. Nope. No, <laughs> they're closed right now. Up and they're straight up fucking closed right now. Yeah. They are closed. They are not letting great people for in or out. In Maine, everything was just, you know, there was no... Yeah, everything's wide. No lines anywhere. <laughs> Loved it. No right. hairy guys and Speedos smoking butts on the beach, you know? <laughs> Again, I'll say it. I'm so pro-corona. It's not even funny. Well, not anymore. Now it kind of sucks. But Actually, let's talk about what happened to Josh this past week. Josh, what happened to your two cars? This was fucking epic. This happened yesterday. Josh, Go. I don't, I'm just so sick of talking about it, but. Okay, fuck him, I'll tell you. So no, him and his no, no, wife are parked I, in a certain place. Outside. We won't say where. Oh, okay. you want to tell you, the story now? You have no idea what the story is. Uh, <laughs> That's so, why I said, tell the story, fuckhead. I just said I was exhausting of telling it. So okay. I went outside um, to, I, I forget what I was doing because. Walk I, your dogs. I, no, I was going to my car. and Drink quietly. I, shut the fuck up. And. <laughs> And I noticed that my car was just covered in snow. And I was like, oh, no, all the snow fell off the roof. And now I got to shovel it out. I was like so annoyed that I like had to scoop snow off of my car, which would have taken like 10 minutes. And then as I got closer, I realized, oh, no, there's there's about a foot of snow in my car. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And as I got closer, the back window was just gone. And my car was both cars. So. Yeah, well, I didn't know that at first because selfish me, I just saw my car and I ran back inside, <laughs> told my wife, and then she was like, how about my car? And I was like, oh, I have no idea. I forgot to look. I didn't even look. <laughs> <laughs> and then so she came out with me in both cars and she had even more snow in her car. Like there's still snow in it right now. And it just, that was my whole day. I have glass under my fingernails and we called the insurance company. They said they wouldn't cover it. And it's just- Why won't they cover that? Because well, the deductible sounds like bullshit. Well, yeah, especially because everyone like on when I posted that video on Instagram, I got tons of DMs and people being like, "Call Safe Flight. It's it's glasses free in Massachusetts," which apparently well, it a is. windshield the the windshield is windshield. Yeah, yeah. But, of, of course, it hits also, his back window. But the right. the back window should be too, and. The, for some reason, Progressive signed us up for some weird thing that we we weren't even paying attention. We were just like, just give us the fucking car insurance. We just want to get the car on the road. Fuck. And that somehow there was like a loophole where now we have a thousand dollar deductible 
on our glass. And oh, they- you got the, oh, uh, that's, you, you know what? That's, you, you got the Canadian illegal. insurance. Yeah, that is illegal. That's, that's fucked illegal. up. You can't have a deductible on glass in Massachusetts. I, I, I looked in because progressive man, that flow is a fucking bitch. She's a, she is a complete bitch. No, because uh, I looked into it and they, they quote you on like half a year. So you're like, oh, wow. They're getting tagged in this, by the way. Keep going. And, and, and they, yes! and, and then they whack it and they try to put the deductible on the glass. I don't think they can do that in mass. Please don't but, act like insurance isn't the biggest scam that we pay and pay and pay. Oh, and something like that happens to Josh and Laura. And it's like, what the fuck? Dude, you want no. another thousand dollars? No, you know what you do? Play the act of God card. Because yeah, that's got, what I thought it would be covered. Yeah, the the um, back when we had that hurricane a long time ago that canceled Halloween for a bunch of towns that were you know uh, filled with pussies. They, um, <laughs> they uh, a tree fell on my car, and they weren't going to cover it. And I I played the act of God card, and they covered it. Good. So, just got to play the act of God card. Yeah. It was an act of God. It was yeah. it was like nobody's fault. It was nature. It was yep. the weight of the snow yep. and the ice. Play the act of God card. I mean, that's we, fucked we up. End, end up getting it covered by the the owner of the building, but it's it's still like you should get insurance shouldn't fucking get away with that shit. But they, they should they cover shouldn't it. have to be paying for it. You got to get a no. neck brace now, Josh. Get a neck brace and then sue oh. the owner of the building. Oh. No, don't do that. Yeah. You and Laura get neck braces, sue the owner of the building, say we were just parking and the snow fell off and that should have been cleared and that's a million dollar injury. But like, that, I mean, that, that could have been one of us. And like, because it was the back seat, like I was telling Laura, I was like, thank God we didn't just put a baby in the back seat and then like walk away for a second. Wait, what? A what? Well, you know what? Then I would call the police on you at that point if you left a baby in the car and walked Wait, away from no. it. I'd be like, I'm calling DCF right now. I hope. Wait, you guys are putting a baby in the back seat? I want to focus on that. I mean, uh, they they I can go. They're, they're not front seat riders. Are you borrowing babies or having one? I mean, this is right. you actively trying to get canceled. You're just making work for me. I mean, it's clear. you're the one that fucking said baby in the back seat, Mike. Do you know? Do you know about this, Mark? Rather, do you know about this? Oh, I know nothing. No, but I have Can we tell him? That. Just keep saying yeah. that, Mark. I got a funny story about snow in the car. Okay. Uh, back in the day when I lived in Southie, my um, my ex brother in law, uh, someone parked in his spot and stupidly left his doors open. Oh boy! He shoveled the car full of snow, <laughs> right to the top. It was full of snow, and I've never laughed so hard when that guy came out of the house and he was like. It's like good luck, pal. But Shouldn't have parked in my space. Don't move the folding chair, kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Back in the day, did you put the space savers out there? Oh, all day. day. I had everything. I put like uh, coffee tables, a bunk bed one time with a kid in it. Uh, oh, oh. One of my kids. Uh, and May- Menino sent around a truck. Menino, God rest his soul. He sent around a truck one year and took everything. Yeah. They yeah, you really like two days yeah. or something like there's a two day limit or something. Yeah. Now, they, yeah, it's it's where do you think that started? Who just said, fuck this? I'm putting my fishbowl in my fucking space while I go to work. If you park here, I'll cut you. I'll tell you, if you've ever dug out a car from anywhere in the city, yep. you you know why you put anything out there. 
Because you're like, here's my shoe. If you park here, you fuck, I'll kill you. Oh, it's the I it's spent the, 14 hours digging out this space. Yep. Easily. <laughs> Easily. So the basically that goes back to the first day it ever snowed in South Boston when it was yeah. cramped, which and has been forever. comes by after you dig out, you know, and you got to start all over again. Yeah, you know, there was, there, I always think they got a bad because the plow comes by after you shovel. But then when you're shoveling out like cars that are super close to each other and the plow comes by again, it's like gluing them together. Dude, you there know? was a girl we were, Mike, I don't know if you, you probably don't remember this, but Mike and I've worked together for a long time. When we were back working at AAF and, and there was a girl that that um, <laughs> that worked in sales. Young girl had this, you know, she's, you know, the, the, the up and coming hip living in Southie type of girl. And she had her just, car. We just had one girl that was like ne- that in sales. No, no, no. Like every girl in sales. Oh, but this one <laughs> had her car had her car plowed in. Right. Uh-huh. Decided to open her fucking mouth to the news and say stupid shit. Like, oh, you're not. And it's like in front of like like the oldest garage in Southie. Like it might as well have just said fucking you know, Whitey's fucking garage, right? And but it was and, owned by Whitey. Most likely. And the plow company. Yeah, because it was the fucking Winter Hill garage, by the way. But the point is, it got it got plowed in, and she's like, you know, some news bitch is doing a story, and she's on there going, this won't stand. I won't. This won't stand? Really? Within 24 hours, the plow goes by again, and just put it a little extra lower, and rips the entire side of her car out. Oops, sorry. And that, it's that is why we need dodgeball, right, Riley? Absolutely, absolutely. Need to get hit in the face, dude. Yeah. She came, she came into work. I can't fucking believe they did that. I'm like, if you'd shut your fucking mouth and gotten a shovel and just dug it out like the rest of us, you went on the news and called out Whitey's fucking garage behind you. What are you stupid? Okay, well, this is why Southie ain't the way it used to be, right? No, it's not. No. No. Now they have. Know, um, back in the day when uh, WAF was in Westboro and uh, Doug Dave Greenbean Green, who was a part time guy, was on in the overnight. And this guy, plow guy, kept calling up for a request. And he finally put him on the air and said, Look, I'm not playing your request and <laughs> you know, stop calling me and stuff like that. He went out at six o'clock in the morning and the guy had come by the parking lot in Westboro and buried his car. <laughs> buried his fucking car. Play and the he, Sabbath song, and he found, fuck. He found out it was him the next day because the guy sent an email. <laughs> so that was me who buried your fucking car. That's awesome. And now, Maybe next time I call you, play the fucking song. And now everyone's offended by words or what did you... Oh, God. Did we just get canceled? I'm still waiting for someone to put out a Dyson because I'm seeing more and more vacuum cleaners out there as space savers. Once I see a Dyson, though, I'm scooping that thing up. Just steal I mean, that's it. That's a $300 vacuum cleaner. You know? <laughs> that's one thing I never took put out as a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I'm seeing more of those. That's kind of stupid. Uh, Does that happen in Worcester, Mike? Yeah, I see a lot of vacuum cleaners. Space savers? Yeah. All yeah. right, Worcester. That- that's a thing. That's like a trending thing that wasn't like somebody said, fuck it. They're just like, you're exactly right, Mark. You're like, you know what? You dig the fucking thing out for three hours. I'll tell you what's up. I'm leaving my shoe here. If you park here, I'll kill you when I get home. Yeah. Oh, we used to leave all kinds of shit out there. Double <laughs> barrels, cones, <laughs> golden chairs. Like seriously, seriously. I think I, I think I had my mother-in-law save a spot one time when I was running to the store. Hey, just sit here. Just sit here. Stand here, grandma. 
Don't talk to strangers. Here, there's already a chair here. Have a seat. <laughs> Give her a chair and a little nip of fucking Jameson. I'll be back. You know what's funny is so my so my then mother-in-law, we moved to Braintree. And you can take the girl out of Southie, right? First mm. time it snows in Braintree. I uh, I go out to the store and I come back and there was a folding chair in the driveway. Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> Nana, we own it. I know, <laughs> Mark. That's crazy. That. That's who has folding chairs in Braintree? <laughs> really? Well, I mean, you'd have to have I've put out something nice from like you know, from just, Bernie and Phil's or something. We you know? just moved from Southie. Bernie and Phil's. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. You, you take you can't take the girl out of Southie. Fuck nah, you. Here's my folding nah. chair. It's awesome. Folding chairs in awesome. Braintree. Also, don't tell a cancer joke at a cancer benefit in Braintree because they don't like it. No, that was no, that wasn't in Braintree. That was up in uh up in who uh, did that? Which one of you Andrew? did that? That was at Breakaway. Remember the it was oh. Josh. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was at Breakaway. I'm doing what the did show. You do Dolan. This this guy like his whole neighborhood, all his family is there, and he and he had um, forget what kind of cancer he was battling, and Josh, <laughs> Not a the good one that kills Josh, you. Josh, I forget who else I had in the show, and I'm like, just whatever you do, no cancer jokes, right? You told I, I this uh, that, ahead I of time. I don't, I don't know that you told me that. I don't think I knew what the benefit was for. Uh, maybe 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 you didn't, but <laughs> yeah, Mark covering his ass here. <laughs> Either way, he starts the bit, and I know the bit. And I'm like, he's not going to do this. There's no way he's going to keep going. Holy shit, he's, he's going. Oh, no, he's not going. Oh, <laughs> fuck. And the next, I, I the, did it because it killed every single time, and that time it didn't, and I was a little confused. Oh, it literally yeah. killed that time. Yeah. Oh, like, literally. Wow. I, and the funniest thing is the guy, oh. me, the next year he calls me, and he goes, yeah, we're going to have another benefit for, like, something else. And I go, okay, cool. He goes, just uh, if if we could not get that kid that told the cancer joke. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He I'm mentioned like, me by yeah. name. <laughs> I said, I lost his number. Don't worry about that. So Josh, wow. you should, you, that's how you that's how you carve out a niche for for like, you know, because stand up comedy. Everyone's a stand up comedy, but you yeah. got to stand apart. So you got to like cancer jokes, child trafficking jokes. Oh. You already have a bunch of jokes about Nazis. You know, you do. You should just do that. Just do everything you're not supposed to do. And that way you set yourself apart from every other comic who's up there talking about, you know, everything else well, that you, everyone's you, talking if, about. If, if you do that, you might get a HBO special or something now. Right. Right. So Netflix. Netflix. No, Netflix comedy specials are more like Ted talks now. It's. I agree. I agree. There's, there's not a lot of jokes. No. Yeah. Like the like Chappelle, it's compelling, but the last one he put out, it, I I wouldn't call it comedy. I mean, I I liked it. I listened to the whole thing. I was into it, but it wasn't comedy. The one where he was doing it in his uh, in his backyard, not his backyard, but in his home in state, farm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't <laughs> got, got got a tad political. There's not there's nothing worse than than when you say something and you don't realize. I I learned the hard way to ask. Is there anything off limits? You know, like, <laughs> do we know anything about people that are here? Right. Uh, where, is, where is that? Where is that for you right now? Like, where is that as a stand-up comic? Like, where, like, how do you, when you write and produce and get ready to go, like, how do you, look at Bill Burr. He don't give a fuck. He just keeps saying shit. Chappelle keeps saying shit. But, but as to Josh's yeah. point, he's got a little bit more political. Like, when you're sitting there writing now, compared to writing five years ago, 
how does your brain work to say, can I go do this? Do you actually stop and say, can I? Um, I mean, the reason why Burr and Chappelle and those guys get away with it is because they're Burr and Chappelle. They're so fucking big. Like, um, they're just that big. Well, they also do it, in a, they do it in a more clever way. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, they do. I think it, they're very smart about it. Their writing's very yeah. smart and they make it yeah. look easy. That's, that's a lot of hard work. I mean, I'm sure. Burr is a genius. Like the guy's brilliant. And oh my and God. The way he, he talks about subjects that you just, you know, like you said, Mike, when he did the no reason to hit a woman, that <laughs> bit there is absolutely brilliant. The way he like, you know, crafted it. And, and he's talking about a subject that most people, you know, cringe. Wouldn't touch. And he makes it hilarious. Um, like even and, the comments come home, he started talking about abortion. And I was like, how is he going to get out of this? And he got ahead of it. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's, uh, he's amazing. I mean, so how do you I, do that, Mark? Looking from funny. what you do, how do you do it? I watched a tape of mine from 20 years ago. I found it in my storage and I, I'm looking down here because it's on the floor. I watched it and it was 20 minutes from Nick's comedy stop, 25 minutes. And there's probably four or five things in there that I wouldn't say today. No shit. And only well, with, because- with, with, with that premise, what's an example of a joke you wouldn't tell today that you told? Um, well, sir, I can tell the joke. I just got to change the words. So like, for instance, there's a few words that are just catch words, like the word faggot. You can't say anymore. You just right. can't. And, and it's like one of those things that it's one of those touch words that you say it and everyone goes crazy. Um, even in hockey, like if we hear that, we got to, we throw the kid out. It gets but like five years football. ago, it was in the office. It was fine. Yeah. No, right. It, it's just one of those words that now is just one of those words. So I, like, I think I said it three times in that 20 minute set and all three of those jokes, I actually still do two of them. I just stop using that word and I say something else, you know, I use a different word. What's the um, new word? And, and uh, what's that? Jerry. I said, what's the new word? <laughs> well, all right. So I did it. <laughs> you want to get canceled? Um, Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I I used to I I still do the bit about the two man luge, and uh, I used to say what faggot Austrian thought of that sport, and so now I've changed it to what alternative Austrian thought of that sport. <laughs> Jesus, really? It actually it actually is funnier that way for yeah. some reason, um, mm-hmm. but it also like you know and the, and and uh, it, it's an it's a hilarious joke and to lose it just because of a word it's like it's not worth it you know right. like I, i'm i'm fine not saying it you know um this sure well, if you've not- still got a good setup and it's still a funny joke the word faggot isn't necessary but back in the day i mean louis ck had the best one where he was just like listen i'm not telling you to not be a faggot because you're being a faggot i'm telling you not to be a faggot because you're being a fucking faggot right it was that easy especially being from massachusetts it's a word that we used we weren't talking about your sexual preference. But you were, Isaiah. But you were. That's you why were. I wasn't. I, I, I don't no, know. Your intention I, may not have been that, but that's where that word, that's where that slur comes from. Sure, so sure. So that, the, the, you know, the English is saying fag. A, you're being a English? faggot. That means you're you're being less than a man. You're being less than a human being. George Carlin used to say a faggot used to be someone who wouldn't go beating up queers with you. <laughs> <laughs> See, but but again, at the end of the day, it's all not meant to hurt, but everyone's so 
fucking sensitive right now. Everybody's hurt. Well, yeah, so now the reason people are sensitive about that kind of thing. Yeah, I think you know, all of it. They, that, they've been they've been they've been beaten and killed over that yes. kind of thing for a long time. Okay, you know, they, you've never been, used you've never used the word faggot and thought it was okay. No, I have, but I don't use it anymore because I realize how hurtful it was. Okay, well then so that's I don't use that's, it anymore. Right. Well, I think so it, it, but it, I'm just you're saying like it's just a word, but no, to some people it's not just a word. It's something that they live with their whole lives. It was just a word. Now it's totally a different thing. But before it was, and that's why I'm saying Marcus obviously yeah, have to change I, you have to change the vocabulary. I think it's just kind of like the evolution of of uh, people and realizing right. that like there are certain words that are are just will hurt nowadays. They're not just those words you throw around the schoolyard, you know. Like the R word, that's one that you used to be thrown around all the time. Yep. And yep. now it's like, I mean, I hate that word. And I used to say it all the time. And I do a bit yep. about it saying like, what are we supposed to call each other in selfie now? You know, but that's a clever way of using it and putting, shining a light on it. Yeah. I mean, you know? it, it's, you know, and so it, there's certain, I mean, it's just like the evolution of, of people, you know, and, and, and as a comedian, it's like, I don't need that word. Like that word wasn't right. really the crux of the joke. It was just a word. It was an actor, you know? So you can just, you just switch it out. And, you know, I have jokes that I can make TV ready just by taking out a fuck, you know? Right. Cause it's just in there because I mean, certain well-placed fuck can make things funnier. Yeah. But you don't want to rely on it. But sometimes so it's one of those evolutions of, of, of things that you don't need to use, you know, and um, unfortunately, and, and I do believe that like words are just words, right? So they, they were sound waves that your brain gives meaning to, but your someone's perception is their reality and you have to be aware of that. So right. it's not just a word to everyone. And, and that I think is where it changes from, Ah, it's no big deal to you or me, but it is a big deal because the per person that's perceiving it, it's a big deal to them. Right. And as, you know, so that's something that I've, I've had to come to terms with too, as a comedian, it's like, we're the last line of free speech, Yeah. but we're really not in the sense of, you know, you got to read your crowd. If I'm doing a, if I have a crowd of, you know, everyone's 55 and older, you know, I'm not going to do certain bits that aren't going to, aren't going to work because they're not going to relate to it, right. you know, and I, and I won't say fuck a lot, you know, like it all depends on, on your audience. And all it comes down to is if you want to keep working and getting paid, whoever your client is, that's what you got to, you know, that's what you got to do. Or they'll, what say, were you gonna say, Josh? or they'll say, don't have the cancer kid back, you know, and then that happens too. <laughs> Luckily they liked me a lot. Jesus <laughs> Christ. No, I, well, the, 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 Mark, but following up the cancer joke, you know, probably was pretty easy. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> and that guy's no longer on the stage. Right. And here thank I am. God that guy's off the stage. Who's the, we'll take anybody. Thank God this guy's funny. Oh yeah. my God. I don't know how he's snacking here. I think I went up and I think I went up and said, well, the open mic portion of the show is over now. <laughs> yeah, right. and, uh, continue oh. with the, the well, how do you, show. how do you, how do you get, think about, Chappelle, who uses the N-word constantly, right? There's a word that fucking shouldn't be used. It's part of the discussion. We just talked about the F-word, the R-word. 
if you're going to just like stop with that, you, you now have an African-American guy. I mean, tell me how that's clever. Right. That's I don't signals. It's to me. It's, I'm, I'm asking it's like very, very talented. Word, man. But I'm finding the people that are telling me not to use that word are using that word. So, Correct. You know, and I, I don't, you know, Richard, I mean, Richard Pryor, I think it was Richard Pryor on the sunset strip said he went, he went to Africa and he came back and he said, you know what? I'm not going to use that word anymore. Yes. That I'm was a great fucking special, anymore. man. That show was and great. He went there and fucking just went, wait a minute. I got to stop talking like, like this. If it's so bad. Then tell me, you know, clearly why it's okay for, you know, certain people, certain people to use it. It's just, it's gotta be bad. It's gotta be bad or not. I mean, it's like, you gotta yeah, like, to me, it's like you really, if you want, people to know how bad that word is then just don't use it and don't use it then wipe it out don't use it i i also think it's the angle that you like how bill burr like comes at it like i feel like if you get into a a a fight like you know like you want to hit the other guy but it's how you approach the fight and like how fighters like floyd mayweather can like download like other people's fighting like there's a science behind it and bill burr has like mastered the science behind saying controversial things and being a, being able to like worm himself out of it. Right. And right. like the, um, like in going back to the replacing the word, like saying you don't need the word retard, but sometimes the joke I think could need it. Like in the movie, something about Mary where Matt Dillon says, I work with retards. And then, uh, Cameron Diaz is like, isn't that politically incorrect? And he's like, I won't let any politician tell me who I can and can't work with. Like that's the, it's making fun of <laughs> right. that kind of person. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's turning it on that character. Yeah. yeah. Like I think too, like as a comedian, you can talk about things and if you talk about them in a way, like it, it, any, any good audience will can tell when someone is being hurtful or hateful, right. And being funny. And like, for me, I kind of, if I'm going to do something that I think is kind of controversial, I'm going to do it in a way that people, you know, I do a thing on gender and, um, and in one of my children, uh, one of my kids is transgender. And so no one knows that though, you know, in the audience, they don't know that. So when I do the joke though, it's questioning why there are 63 genders and, you know, but I do it in a way that I'm an idiot. I don't get it. Right. Even though I get it because, uh, you know, I, I, I have a kid, you know, I get it 100%, but I play it that I don't get it. And that that's what makes it funny. So you I, think the word, I think the word is almost like derogatory. If you become a derogatory person, like if you become that, like, if you're hurtful when you say it, that's one thing. But if you're, Mike said clever, you know, we talk about like, like you, you derogatory is one thing. If I'm coming out and I'm hurtful these days and I'm whipping it out there, that's not cool. If you do it in a way, like Josh said about something about Mary, it's a way to still say the word. Not that you need to say it, but you're saying it in a way where it's not like truly hurtful. Well, yeah. It's all about intent and right. context. Yeah. Right. Right. And right. That's right. why Archie Bunker. <clears throat> oh my God. Hilarious because. Oh my God. So good. Context. You know, and it's what you were talking about, Mark. He like turned, you know, that's the writers turning it on him. He's making right. a fool of himself right. around him with characters who kind of correct him, I guess you could say, or try to correct him. And that's like the funny tension in that show is trying to keep Archie, 
you know, in check. In check, totally in you know, check. But it's like, <laughs> it's like Archie's the guy who just, like you said, you know, I'm clueless about things. You know, you got to explain them to me. I just think I'm supposed to say Negroes or but whatever like he used that, to do. Like when he had Sammy Davis Jr. on and he was like, listen, right. I just can't do anything about being black, but why a Jew? And it's like, he's, <laughs> he's you're making fun of that kind of person. But I think right. the, the, or even like a Don Rickles, like today, people don't see that like, oh, I'm being ridiculous making fun of this kind of person. They just hear what you say and they're like, you stand behind what you just said. And then that's right. why people are getting canceled. Right. Yeah, I think, I think too, it, it, there's, the, there is an oversensitivity um, across the board. And I think that lends itself to, you know, we need dodgeball when the kids are in first grade. Oh, right up. in the fucking... But, and that's why in my gym class, I do play dodgeball. Um, Good. But, Has that been banned? fired? Has that been banned in schools? In, in a lot of schools, they won't let Why? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I because it, there's like they say there's targeting and there's bullying. Well, there's and there's targeting yeah, that. Cool. Yes, there is, and yes, there is. Let's but go. Like, target, you know, so. <laughs> but it, I, I, I could go off on a whole thing. Um, I know why because the other kids being a faggot. Oh, oh, wait, did I fuck this up? I thought I was going forward. Shit! Oh, you, shit! You just went really backwards. Damn uh, it! <laughs> fuck! I'm so sorry. Right in the face. I was just going to talk about bombardment, but you went to a place. Um, I got canceled. So, but um, yeah, yeah, I think that I have no idea what I was talking about now. Um, I'm good at that. I think it was dodgeball and and bombardment. Oh, I think it, but it all lends back to we we're afraid to to let kids know, hey, you everyone is not good at everything. You know, everyone has there's seven forms of intelligence, right? No one, even the most brilliant minds in the world aren't brilliant in all seven. So it, it's like, instead of encouraging kids to find out what they like and what they're good at and what they should focus on, we say, you're good at everything. And the kids, they know, they they're, they look at the kid next to them and go, I can't do that with a soccer ball. <laughs> but the kid with the soccer ball might look at the kid and go, how did you figure out that math problem? Right. It's like, instead of encouraging kids to realize everyone's different, we all have our strengths, we all have our challenges and it's okay. And accept everyone for their strengths and their challenges. We want to make everyone the same and it doesn't work. It, that's not how this world works. That's not how nature works. So we're going, we're, we're, we're creating a problem that's going to be a problem for a long, long, long time. Isn't that about, it seems you know? like it's conforming. It seems like it's conforming society to think a certain way. All, all, almost how like people look at government. Like if they're conforming to a certain way, you know, you'll always look to big government for money. Let's use that as an example. You'll always conform to being always, not everyone does deserve a trophy. Okay. If I didn't win yeah. the game, I should go practice. And that's no disrespect. That's how I grew up. I'm sure that's how Mike and you and John, we all grew up the same yeah. way. I, I, you know, if you don't win the Super Bowl, okay, you're second. Go practice. You don't it, get a ribbon. It all has to do with with the the problem is not the kids. The kids. No, it's the people. Know, it's the parents. It's the parents. And at yeah. some point in time, a group of them got together and said, "My babies can't lose. My baby oh, God. can't have any pain. My babies can't have any adversity." And that's what started this whole movement 
where now you have kids in college that can't even problem solve for themselves. Right. You know, they're calling their, their mother to solve a problem with a professor. And it's like, that's not, that's, that's like, <laughs> that's damaging. You it's left also, the house four years ago, figure it out. <laughs> and, and it's like, what, what, what we don't realize is out of failure comes success. Yes. You know, like I tell kids, if you fail on a test, let's look at why you failed. Let's look at why you scored a 37. You know, it's not because you're stupid. It's, there's a reason. Maybe you don't test well and we have to figure out how you can relax before you take a test. Maybe it's that you didn't study. Maybe you didn't put the effort in. Maybe you study for three hours, but you study in a way that doesn't work for your learning style. You know, and, and encourage and empower the kids to figure it out so that, you know, everyone gets an A. That does nothing for everyone. Nothing no. at all. No, and, and not everybody gets an A. Well, that's why my book is called Not Every Kid Should Get a Trophy, The Age of Entitlement. Talk and, about that book. You have and, a book? And, and people have come up to me like, that's mean. It's like, no, it's not mean. It's, I'm not saying you go to a kid, hey, you suck. You know, you say, all right, soccer's not working out. Let's find something that does. And maybe it's knitting sweaters. Maybe it's math team. Maybe it's. Josh whatever. is good at knitting sweaters. He's really you know, good at that. I wish I was. Um, Talk about that book. Talk about the book. It, well, it, it, I mean, it's just my take on on what's going on and what's gone on for years now that has created this problem. You know, you have kids that don't know how to solve problems. You have kids that don't know how to deal with adversity. You have kids that don't know how to lose. And, and so if you don't know how to lose, how do you learn how to win? And how do you learn that it's not all about winning and losing? It's about doing your best and figuring out what you're good at. Cause ultimately when you find a job that you work at, you want to find a job that is, you know, is satisfying and makes you happy and that you look forward to going to. Well, how do you figure that out? If you just told you're good at everything. Losing uh, makes winning you know? so much better. Like the, the reason the Toronto Bruins game seven where the Bruins were losing bad the entire game. The reason that's my favorite is because they were losing the entire game right up till the very end. And then they won, but people just want it to be like, Oh, we're, we're going to be even. And everybody went. That's why my wife stopped being a teacher was because like, if you give somebody a lower grade, the parents go to the administration, the administration doesn't back up teachers now and yep. my, my wife had to apologize to the uh, kid and parents multiple times because th their kid didn't do their homework. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm like, fortunate. You have to apologize? <laughs> I'm fortunate. I, I work in a small uh, private school, and, um, and it's a Montessori school. And when people hear Montessori, like, you play dodgeball, you have grades, you have, like, <laughs> and it's, it's not – Montessori, we do it the Montessori way, but we also do it in a way that, you know, they have, they have to take responsibility for what they do. You wear right. you know? and, and if they don't do their homework, they're not going to get the same grade as the kid who did it, you know, it, it, and that's how life works. And if you don't teach them that when they're kids, I think the biggest, the, the biggest problem in our public school setting is in kindergarten and first grade, we don't stress compassion and empathy and communication and problem solving. If we taught those four things, which is all part of a Montessori curriculum, if we taught that in kindergarten and first grade, how many problems could we avoid? Like letting kids realize that, you know, 
not everyone's the same. Everyone has strengths and challenges. This kid's different than you, but that's okay. This kid likes math. That's okay. This kid's a jock. That's okay. And, and like, it just, it kills me because then by the time they're in middle school, they're a mess anyway, because their body's going nuts. And they've dealt with not ever looking at something from someone else's shoes. Right. You know, and, and not having compassion and, and being able to problem solve. And, and, and it's, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. And what's the, uh, what's the, what's the name of the book and where do we get it? Uh, it's on my computer. Uh, <laughs> Awesome. So it's not out there. Just send me I a have uh, a thing called ADHD. And, uh, <laughs> and so you it. haven't quite finished it yet. Uh, it's done. It's on my computer. It's all edited. I just don't know. I, 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 I'm a fruit. Well, fly. that's not fair, Mark. Everybody should have a book published. Right. I, right. Exactly. Someone should should, and everybody should have a book published if they wanted to. Yeah, right. I want someone to write a book for you me. You can just self-publish that, right? Can't you just submit it to Amazon these days? Right, yeah. you can. Yeah, I could. Because uh, the it, woman who I'm, wrote the erotic uh, sci or the erotic fiction about Rob Gronkowski—that's what she did. She yeah. wrote these like hundred-page books and right. she submitted them to Amazon. You just downloaded them digitally. You didn't even, you know, have a physical book. Well, I like. I mean, yeah. what, the reason I'm asking—it sounds very intriguing, and it sounds to me, anyway, very right. Yeah. What you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... So listen, Johnny, HDHD, put it the fuck out there. He's, he's just waiting on the forward from Dennis Leary. They play straight hockey. Now. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm waiting for the invite to comics from home is what I'm doing. You need uh, Lenny Clark to write, dude, this is a fucking great book. Doosh, get it out there. You, uh, Isaiah, you'd be more interested in my movie script that I wrote. Talk to me. Go. That's uh, um, It's called Penalty Box, and it's about my life in pro hockey in East coast league. That'd be and, fucking uh, cool to say. I, I would love to hear that story. Is it written you, down? I, did I send you a copy of that? You did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, no, you know, what's funny is I, I had a, I, I met a, the kid who wrote it with me is a screenwriter. He okay. works for the Boston Parks department. I met him years ago when I was working there in the summer when I was refereeing and I told him about this idea. And so we don't talk for like 10 years and he calls me out of the blue and he goes, Hey, do you ever do anything with that? <laughs> idea about writing you know a movie about the and i'm like what are you kidding me of course not and so I, i'm he, busy doing other shit we we i went over his house it took us like probably another six seven years and we finally got it done edited 17 times and it's it, i mean I, I it's freaking good it's fun really and but it's Dude. getting in front of the right people and it's, you know, and I played street hockey with Dennis Leary. Right. But the difference is when you go to play street hockey with Dennis Leary, you don't bring up business. Yes. Or you don't go, you don't go back. So the right. first time I went down to play with him, I didn't even say I'm a comedian. I didn't yep. even say I knew Lenny Clark. His hockey rink is named after Lenny Clark. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't even say. That is house, I'm a comedian. Right? I'm friends with Mike and Lenny. Nothing. I just went down and played hockey. And the next week I went down. He was like, why didn't you say you were a comedian? Why didn't you say, I said, I came here to play hockey. Didn't come in a fucking name drop. <laughs> and he loved Good it. move. Yeah, good. But, and that's me, that I was being honest, but the problem is it, like, he would love this movie, but getting in front of him, yep. you know, it's, 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 I've been trying to get That's a tough world. Business. It's like, you don't want to do, cause then you feel like you're pitching shit, but it's, I mean, you got to get it in front of him though. I, I, you know, 
I used I, I figured the universe if it if it's meant to yeah. be the universe yeah. will make it be and um and and it's well it's call Lenny he had a stroke he's he's basically on borrowed time right now down in fucking Martha's Vineyard give it to him he'll give it to fucking Dennis that's a bullshit excuse Mark all right. Universe, oh wow! If the universe uh, says to be, then it's meant to be. If not, whatever. No, no. You just, you just said the, everything you just said previous to this is just bullshit. You don't like. Well, let's find a solution. Well, you're good oh. at this. Let's see how we can make it work. Now you're uh, like, oh well, whatever. It's just like when fucking what's his name, uh, uh, what's his name from the Padres when he came to the Sox. Who was that fucking guy that fatty pants and loved the panda? No, uh, the- Rodriguez. Oh, Rod- I'm sorry, Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. Was it Adrian Rodriguez or? The guy from so. the, yeah. he went back to the, he said, well, Jesus didn't want us to win the playoffs. Get, get to the playoffs <laughs> this year. I was like, no, fuck you. You didn't want you to get to the playoffs right. this year because you hated your manager. So come wow, on, Mark. Mark. He's calling you out. You're actually calling well, you out. It might. No, you're absolutely right. And, and, and I, we have, <laughs> we have worked with, um, wow. Um, uh, what's his name? He's one of the head writers for the Farrelly's and Peter Farrelly. Um, Peter and well, it's not one of the Farrelly's. It's um, his name is Mike Sharon, and he's one of the writers that's worked on every one of their movies. And he's worked with us to get it to where it is right now. But you know, it's like, oh yeah, I, I gave it to Peter, and it's like, oh, okay, did he read it? But Mike can't make him read it. You know, it's right. like, yeah. and then they're working on Louder Milk, or they're working on something else, and they don't have. Mm-hmm. It, it's like if anyone ever sits down and actually reads it, I think someone will want to make it. But it's like, we you know, you're, you're, you're at Dennis Cleary's house. Maybe the universe accidentally leaves the script on his kitchen table. <laughs> right? I never, I never thought of that. Who's the next who's time you're playing hockey? Let's go. Who's that? You stole the house in Connecticut with the hockey rink. So who's that kid right? that made Goon? The Canadian uh, kid. He was in oh, it. Oh, Burchell or yeah, Barry no. Call. Yeah. Yeah, he was in, a, he's been in. He's been in like all of Judd Apatow's movies. He's like works with Seth Rogen a lot, um, but he's like a huge, huge hockey fan. Yeah, and he he yeah. just picked up Doug Doug Smith's um, book in an airport and read it, and like the book was out of print, and Doug Smith didn't even know it was like still in the stores, and he read it, and he contacted Doug Smith and was like, "I want to make this into a movie. I'm thinking Stifler is you," and then that's what happened. Wow, I didn't know that. Maybe uh, um maybe Doug Smith can help out Mark, you know. Maybe we yeah. can put it in front of Doug Smith, and then he right? can punch it into Barakal's face or something. I like how you did that, right? No, I like I I, I like that. I, you know, David E. Kelly, who did um, yeah tons of shows and stuff. He's yeah. a, he did Mystery Alaska, uh, mm. one of the best opening scenes of any hockey movie ever. That's where they and, got the idea for the Winter Classic, I think probably did um he is a huge hockey guy and i called his office and the woman was like do you have representation and i'm like "Mm, no uh, (laughs) yeah josh dolan yeah (laughs) well she was like we only we only accept he'll only accept scripts from um a represented you know someone with representation i was like okay i'll have my buddy call and she's like (laughs) it has to be it, and she she must have read my mind because she was like, and it has to be a um like a organization like a I don't know how she put it um that's like a real age certified or like you know like oh, one yeah, of the they have like some kind of yeah and I'm like yeah okay just have him read the thing he'll love it but it can't it can't just be fucking Fitzy from Southie 
Exactly. <laughs> so that's the that's the that's the main like getting someone to read a script is like getting hit by lightning, and then having them want to make it is like getting hit by lightning. Why you hit a scratch ticket? You know, it's right. like. Yeah. But but you have those connections. There are those people that you know. You know, Dennis. It's not like you're intruding. You're just yeah, take a look at the fucking weird, thing, guy. They're weird people. They people know. that are that big are, are you're not the only guy that's doing it. That's the thing. True. That's true. the other thing. People, they're getting a million other treatments and a day. Stuff. You like, know, you can put it in their hand. hand looking for a radio job, you know, and you got to right. go and just keep pushing that. It was a cassette tape at the time. Yep. You got to keep putting that tape on their desk and keep calling him. I remember I called Cruz from WFNX every day, every day. I say, hey, man, just checking in to see if you listen to that tape yet. And then finally, I was at my mother's house and she had these two little yippy fucking poodles that drove me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they barked at everything. So they were they were near me in, in the kitchen. I said, hey, Cruz, it's uh, it's Mike Shue. I'm just seeing if you listen to And I stomped my foot and they started barking. And I went, oh, my God, these dogs are tearing me apart. And then I like cut off the line. He called <laughs> back an hour later. And he finally said, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to I'll give you tape a listen today. And then like he the next day he called me and said, yeah, we're not looking for anybody. But so no. the tape, you know, he's just it's but you're, it, it's that's the thing. Like, how do you stand out? Like yeah, we're talking about that they earlier. That, they get that all the time. And like even just being on the radio, like, shoot, how many times I get it? And I, I was on I had a cup of coffee on the radio. You were on the radio for a long time. You must have had tons of people being like, hey, how can I get my band to get airplay? Oh yeah, demo all the time, man. especially when I was doing harder, faster. There's all so many bands, and they just, you know, they put that they put that CD in your hand, or they send you the file, or whatever, and it's just like you listen to it, and it's really good. And the and it's like, you know, it's like um, the guy who writes for the Fairleys. He can only do so much. Like I can only put it on my boss's desk and say, "Hey, give this a listen." You know, I can't go in there and like hold his arm behind his back and push his face into the speaker. You know. Because yeah. he'll fire me and this yeah. man may not be worth that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's like, so I know what that's like. They're, they're probably just getting bombarded, you know, because yeah. I did the same thing. I bombarded guys with my stuff too, you know, and it's just, oh God, yeah. it's, it's well, hard to stand out. The other option, like, and I've wanted to do this, but uh, is to make it myself. But the problem is I don't have five, 500 grand kicking around. Um, or, I mean, I think I could make the movie for two, two fifty. It doesn't have to be a, you know, $40 million movie. Um, and like my buddy, Jimmy Dunn, a uh, comedian out of New Hampshire, um, he was on the McCarthy's. I don't know if you remember that show. Mm-hmm. He's done a ton of stuff. And he said, you know, um, it's a movie that could be made with very little, you know, staging. All we need is hockey ranks and people in the stands, you know, um, but I, you need investment investors. And it's like, all right, I, I, where do you start with that? You know, like, I don't know. I don't have. I, I think we started breaking the ice podcast GoFundMe page. That's how. Right. Well, then I want some of that money. I mean, Sorry, yeah, no, we'll talk a cut. We'll talk I a cut. Money, man. I got bills to pay. We'll well, someone, cut. someone actually said, why don't you do a GoFundMe page for like doing yeah. a short? Because I've always wanted to do a short and yeah, do like two scenes, a, you know? Yeah. Do it. And, um, but uh, uh, like, here's my pro I need, I, I need a, a life manager. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I need someone to take care of my shit and then I can just show up and right. grab a microphone and start. Talking. Right. You know, like I, and I know that's my, I know that's my weakness, 
you know, um, but you know, asking strangers for money is the hardest fucking job on the planet. Yeah. But that is a good idea. I think doing like shorts or like quick Instagram, I, I think that might be, you know, the show Letter Kenny. Oh, I love that show. It's fucking hilarious. I oh think that God. might be how that got started. Like that it was like shorts and then it got picked up as a show. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, all the same people I know. You, you have Terry O'Reilly in a scene or something. It's just like quick one minute things. And then, you know, it gets- like well, um, Ray Harrington. And yes. um yes, right. So his latest um oh Jesus, what I can't even remember what it's called, and now he's gonna kill me. Und un undependent. That's what yes. it's called. And he it's it's basically like a short film, but he released it in 10 minute segments on YouTube. And you know, and that's how he gets his work out there, you know. So even if you did like a series of shorts you know, and, and just release them on YouTube. But, and you know what, everybody's watching YouTube now these days, you know, right. they're, going, yeah. they're definitely not going to the movie theater because of the pandemic. And they weren't really before that they were watching stuff online, you know, and YouTube is, is where a lot of people put up their, their shorts, their animated shorts, things like that. You know, That's what, uh, the comedian Andrew Schultz did and he like really pot and he just got a, like a Netflix thing out of it from just, short videos he was making and putting them on YouTube. And then now he has a Netflix show doing exactly what he's doing, just ranting in front of a camera, <laughs> the most offensive things that you can't say, but it is, <laughs> I mean, he, he got like a $5 million deal out of it. Just making those short videos and putting them on YouTube and Facebook. So Mark, you, you got, you got, you got a family though, right? Um, well, yeah. Uh, like, eh, kind of no no no. i do my kids are all adults now though oh okay uh, all right so i don't you know they're all uh let's just say he has a lot of tupperware lids right Ew. <laughs> yeah i got all of them in the divorce um Ew. so yeah i i i the biggest thing that that kind of holds me back from doing that or moving to la or any of that bullshit uh is health insurance um you know, with teaching, I love teaching. I love doing it, but that job gives me, you know, that health insurance that I need for the kids now that they're older and that's, you know, eventually going to kind of go by the wayside. But um, yeah, I, 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 I definitely think that in the not so distant future, I'm going to make some drastic changes. Do you it. Make your kids pay for the movie. They yes. Owe yeah. They owe it to you. Talk to my you owe me. Talk to my ex-wife. Put a lien on uh, any check they're getting <laughs> for any job they have. Yeah. You know, take ten. I, this is ten percent uh, for raising you and keeping you alive into adulthood. Mike, I I am not at liberty to discuss my situation with child support and divorce okay. and stuff because right, sorry. the right. legal matter pending. Right. We'll um, go ahead and delete this from no. the show. <laughs> Let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a reason they're called ex-wives. Yeah. This pandemic is killing me in more ways than one. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. So we could be, we, I've decided that I think Josh, Mike, and I can be your life coaches and totally fuck your world up. It's a horrible idea. Yeah. No, come on. We're uh, actually we have a new in, we have a new intern. His name is Fuck Undies. We're going to assign him to you as your life coach. That's a bad idea. Also, I'm uh, I'm, I'm interested in how he got his name. His last name is truly ready. 
His name is Alex Fagandes. That's a character building name right there. That's his uh, true name is F8. It started as Fagundes, but we're like, you can't do that. No, but it was, but, but the way he pronounced Alex Fagundes. Yeah. And we're okay. just like, you got tortured as a kid. And of course, I'm just being a fucking douche nozzle. I'm like, your name's Fagundes. Go. So he's in. What's his first name? What's his Alex. first name? Alex Fagundes. Yeah. Fagundes. Yeah. That's that. He should have, he definitely should have changed his name to like John. Well, we know we, we changed it to Fagundes and he's on the show now. So he's behind the scenes doing all the fucking hard work that Josh doesn't. Yeah, I love do. the fact that you did not get that joke at all. right over um, his head. no. <laughs> brilliant. And he didn't get it, but that's all right. I messed it. I'm hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Logan goes right over my head. That's, that's just what happens with professional comedy timing and delivery. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> though. Apologies. It's okay. My Baby apologies. steps. Mm. Um, get me there. Get me there. That actually that line actually was. My father used to say that when someone had like a fucked up name like that and, and the last name was like Fagundes and he would always be like, man, that dude should change his name to Bill. <laughs> Just like the funniest thing ever. So that's where I got that line. I messed I mean, up. You, you, you had to have used that with some. Also, Riley is the best at. Um, I mean, sometimes you can get a little angry, but I, <laughs> you're the best Bad. at at uh handling hecklers i love when someone heckles you because i'm like they're about to realize this was a mistake <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i enjoy that part of the job i uh I, I i don't i've never met anyone in an audience that i feared put it that love way that. Love I've, that. I, I've seen you fire a couple um audience members and Escort them out with your words. <laughs> were you there the night? Were you there the night? I was thinking about this the other night. Um, at uh, it was Dick Darty's uh, the comedy place. then. Yeah. Yes. The night uh, the dentist's wife. I, I, yes, I, I just it was the dentist. The and there was, was a bachelorette crazy. party, and we thought they were going to be the problem. You were there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that night was uh, uh, I, before the show. There's a bachelorette party in the top, and I'm like, this is going to be a nightmare. But there's a whole big like story to leading up to that night. And and I don't know if you remember where I was at in my life. I do. Um, yeah. And uh, so I came in that night just like just fired up, you know, and um, I had my. <laughs> All right, I'll tell the story. So my my then girlfriend, I found out the night before was sleeping with a guy. Oh, God. That wasn't me. And oh. so that Saturday, um. I came to terms with that after shooting about a thousand hockey pucks in the basement and snapping about four sticks. And so that night I was like, let's move forward, you know, and she came with me and she was at the show. That's uh, right. She there was, was there. A other friends of mine. Yeah. And uh, so when I went on stage, I was just a maniac. You're and not I thought were bleeding that, too. <laughs> yeah, they might've been, uh, I might've had a few bruises and, um, <laughs> and, and there was a bachelorette party. And I remember like pacing in the back being like, these fucking, I'm going to fuck. Like I thought they were going to be a part and they weren't, they were like, awesome. It was this couple up front, this dentist and this, his wife who was like a trophy wife and they wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, Oh, and, you were nice and at I, first. And then you started talking not, about her implants and <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I might've said something like, uh, just because you have fake tits doesn't mean you can talk while I'm up here. 
Oh, yes. Something to that effect. And um, it shut got up, Tits McGee. It, it got ugly. And when she finally was like, I'm going to leave, and everyone was clapping, like no one was on her side. Wow. And the guy didn't know what to do. He, like, he was not to say anything about dentists because my brother's a dentist, but let's just say not the toughest people. In the he world. wasn't going to fight you. No. Um, <laughs> she had a better chance, to be honest with you. <laughs> And so when she was leaving, I was like, she wouldn't, she was just standing there, just wah, wah. She couldn't, wouldn't. And I said, why don't you just shut the fuck up? You see you next Tuesday. Ooh. And that was the first time I ever used that word on stage ever. I never used that word. Listen, you were angry. Things happened. Oh, and I got a, I got like almost a standing ovation. You did. But like they they I, I, I was so happy that they actually made the decision to get up and leave because they seemed stupid like they weren't going to. They they sounded like they thought the crowd was on their side. Yeah. And like yeah. I don't I, I don't see any of the staff doing anything. I was like, I might have to go over and be like, let's leave, guys. You, you should go. You should yeah. go. And oh, one bad. time I saw Jimmy Dunn do that. But Jimmy Dunn is like six, six. And he's a huge he's like a big guy. And I was like, I don't if things get ugly, I don't think I can do anything. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I enjoy I, I don't enjoy hecklers, but I like to improv with the crowd and I like to work with the work off the crowd. And, you know, sometimes when you go into the crowd, it can get it can get dangerous. That well, time was she was just in like they were just idiots. Especially well, if she's being cunty. Wouldn't you say well, that yeah. being a being a hockey referee and a teacher probably prepares you pretty well to deal with hecklers? Yeah, the, the hockey refereeing definitely. Um, because back, you know, I learned from um a guy, Andy Van Hellemann, who uh he's in the hockey hall of fame, 25 Stanley Cups, I think he worked. Um oh, shit. And, he taught me you never swear on the ice, never swear at a player, never swear at a coach. So you like you had to work clean, and but you, I always wanted to get the last word in because it was all about one-liners. So right, like if you can get a coach laughing or you know kind of tell him fuck off without saying fuck off, um, it's an awesome thing. So I learned all that and makes you get creative. Yeah. Yeah, right. You to, and you have to think on your feet because, you know, you you can't say to him, well, you're right. You know, that wasn't right. like, but you also don't want to say, fuck you. So you got to kind of, I always say you smack him with a newspaper on the nose without him knowing that he, you know, he, that happened. Right. And, um, so definitely that helped. And um, I, I don't know. It's just something I enjoy. You know, but did, I, I did you ever have somebody like a coach or somebody actually like come after you? Like, wasn't it like oh, Tony, yeah. Tony Granado or something that like, Donnie Granado, Donnie oh, Granado. Granado. Yeah. Uh, Tony actually played. Um, no, that was a rip on. Don. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, Donnie. You know, it's funny as Don, I actually, so See, I got, we, I got that one. Cause I was listening. That was good. That was good. <laughs> That's new to you. That's new. Baby steps, baby um, steps, motherfucker. You know what? Maybe, maybe you got him a big microphone to stick in his face. Maybe he might realize that that's, you know, how this works. Anyway. Um, they just like cocks in their fucking face. Shut up. Keep going. So, You're still on the show. Aren't you? Shut up. Keep going. <laughs> so um, we're out in the USHL. 
uh, it's like the top junior league in the country, in the United States. We're in Green Bay, and it's game three of the championship series, Green Bay versus uh, Rochester. And Donnie Granato and I with Green Bay never really got along all that well. And this was back before I learned not to swear at coaches and players. Um, (laughs) I was a major asshole as a ref in the USHL. I actually told the coach to blow me so loud that the crowd heard me. Oh no! One of the people was my boss. So that did not go over well. Um, But there's the promo, Josh. There's the promo. You lasted a week in the NHL. That's surprising. (laughs) I know, right? Shocking. What'd you say um, to Ray Bork? So, <laughs> Ray Bork almost ran me over when I did the black and white game for the Bruins. That's a whole nother story. Wait, but, um, what it, was this before or after he hit the van full of Chinese ladies? Oh, God. What? Oh. No, no, that was way before. Okay, so, just, ch- just checking. Um, so, I'm, so I'm in Green Bay. I, actually, Green Bay was the suckiest ride from Minneapolis to Green Bay. We had an apartment in Minneapolis, and yet a drive across Wisconsin. And it was miserable. Every I only did it once because I went over there and pissed Donnie Granado off so bad. They my boss never sent me back. <laughs> game three of the championship, and so all the refs are there. Everyone's there because it's like you know the championship. And I called like I don't know how many penalties on Green Bay in the first period. They were the most penalized team in the league. Rochester least penalized, and for some reason that surprised Granado that I would call more penalties on his team. So I'm walking out underneath in the runway to go to our referee's room. And he comes charging from behind and grabs me by the shirt and is screaming and yelling at me. Right. Grabs me fucking Riley. And I turned and I had my hand caught. Like I was throwing, I was just going to punch him. And my boss caught my arm and no way him and like separated us. And we, um, I end up throwing, that was the first, that was the second coach I threw out, um, in my career. And, uh, actually I hadn't thrown any out until a couple weeks ago, but, um, and so I had to throw him out. I had to write a big report. It ruined my night of drinking. It was like, it how was- dare he? It's like a police report. And, uh, <laughs> right. That's why cops don't want to do paperwork. Cops just want to go get fucked up. Like, do well, I really need to write this up? Come on. I had to get. That night, I had to get Brown County <laughs> sheriffs to escort me in my car. Oh, my God. Was like a few hundred, like four or five hundred people in the parking lot that were not happy with me. And <laughs> so but that that summer in Hingham, I'm doing a game in Hingham, refereeing a game, summer game. And who's there but Donnie Granado? No way. And he's scouting kids, right? Yeah. So I come out of the restroom and you got to go down the stairs at Hingham. And he's standing right there. And I, I, I go, hey, Donnie what's up? And he looks at me like, I go, do you remember the last thing you said to me? I think it, you said you were going to kick my fucking ass. Oh. And I go, see this patch. It doesn't say USHL anymore. So um, what do you say when I'm done reffing, you and I can meet outside and we can see how tough you are now. And he was Did like, you? Oh, fucking awesome. So, oh. and I would have fought the little prick. He was, he pussied I out, didn't he? I, I could have taken him back then. And um, so, <laughs> I went to my games and he was nowhere to be found. But then get this, it gets even better. The next year, he's fucking coaching a team in the East Coast League. Oh, Jesus. So I tell Andy the story and Andy's like, listen, first game, just go up, tell him, you know, everything's cool. New year, new, new league. You know, let's put the past behind us. And, um, and that's what I did. And he never said fucking boo to me 
the rest. He never even acknowledged. Oh no! When we came up, I went up and I said, "Hey, Donnie, new league, new year. Let's bury the hatchet. What happened happened." And he was, "I'm all for that, Riles." And um, and then after that, he never, he never even questioned anything. Never said it was. What ECHL team was he was he coaching? He coached. Um, it was the Growlers. Shit, I I I don't remember because there was two coaches from the East Growlers that went to the East Coast League the next year, and both of them is coaches i had a problem with the other one was mike lazazra he coached the dubuque saints we called him the laser he was like five foot nothing and uh feisty <laughs> fuck and he always wore a suit that that's why big. he's angry and right he's five foot nothing nothing <laughs> everything that wasn't everything that wasn't batted down he hocked on the ice at me in the <laughs> in the uh bloomington ice gardens up in minneapolis Hucked everything out at me, and I threw him out. And then he shows up in the East Coast League the next year. Um, These fuckers haunt you, man. You got to do a pay per view special where you fight them all, like Tyson. But the best was no, I, 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 I can't do that now. Um, Why? Because of the ex-wife? Stop it. No, no, no. Because just because, yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> you can get killed now? Come on, we'll Come help on. you. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm too old. <laughs> Thank you. That's why. Um, okay. I'm too old now, and. uh but you know what's funny is uh, Steve Johnson, the fu- one of the funniest things I said to a coach, Steve Johnson of the Olympic team, right? He's coaching at Fargo, uh, the Fargo Bears in the USHL. And he called me over and he's bitching at me about something. And I said, uh, Steve, let me ask you a question. He goes, what? I go, is your middle name Hauja? And he was like, I go, come on, Steve. Hauja Johnson? <laughs> See, I was paying attention. And I just faded <laughs> away. He, fucking, he had no idea. He had no idea. Like he's now never heard that before. I can't believe I, I can't believe he hadn't either. That's insane. Because you hit you, you but you hit him at a time where he wasn't expecting that coming from a no. fucking ref skating up to him going, How's that in the middle? I did you? that was one thing I loved doing was I guess that like Mike, what you said. The hockey definitely set me up for the comedy because I love fucking with people. Because you can skate up and skate out because they're looking at you as an authority, but you can walk up and be like, hey, what's up? Fucking bend over. See ya. And you're out. As a ref, you are constantly being heckled by coaches, players, fans, everybody. So you to get a jab in is like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. That was a penalty there. But then you've coached as well, too. So you know how to get back at them. Yeah, I was... uh, Right. Referees didn't like me when I was coaching. Wasn't Paul Stewart one of them? Um, yeah, he threw me out. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a whole I threw you out, you threw me story. out, you fought me, I fought you. Story. My favorite time fucking with a coach, though, I, this is actually in my movie. <clears throat> um, we're in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we're closing the place down. The Knoxville Cherokees are moving to uh, PD, uh, Florence, South Carolina. So, and the coach was like... Uh, he looked like a cartoon character. Like he just, he was a goofy bastard, you know? Yep. Yeah. And so we, we do the game and, um, and so he, there's a knock at the door. I'm in the shower after the game. Right. There's a knock at the door and it's the coach. And he has some fucking question for me. So one of my buddies, Johnny O'Brien, lineman, he goes, Hey, uh, Riles, coach, whatever his name was, has a question for you. So I go walking out dripping wet, buck naked, soap still in my hair. And yeah. I open the door 
And he goes to step in. And I said, no, 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 out here. And I stepped out and stood there like this, buck naked, <laughs> while he's talking about some stupid trip, a hook from the first period. And right. while this is going on, the South Carolina Stingrays team is leaving. And they <laughs> are all pissing their pants laughing. And so he finishes his rant. And I go, hey, coach, let me ask you a question. He goes, what's that? I go, you want to look down, don't you? <laughs> oh, eyes up here, motherfucker. And he, he goes, fuck you, Riley. And he just walks away. <laughs> I open the door. I go back in. They're like, how'd that go? I go, swimmingly. Oh Hockey hardos are the best. I mean, that oh, awesome. That was my favorite. That was my favorite fucking with a coach story. And it wasn't on the ice. But uh, all right. So listen, you got a book and a movie that are fucking on your computer. Can we get those out to the world? Jesus well, the, Christ. The, the movies, all the movies. I sent it to Josh. I'll send you a copy. I want to see, love to see it now with all the stories you're telling. I got to yes. got to see the movie. And the book, I want to see this. This this is good shit, bro. Yeah, no, the ice penalty box. Let's fund this. Yeah, what the no, fuck? We, we need some money. The story, like you, you read this, like some Josh, you've read it. Some yeah. of the stuff you like, this couldn't have happened, but it did. Like, but that it, makes a good fucking story. That's what you want. You and you get you find the right characters to fill the spaces. I but mean, then I also know your real stories. And then I remember, like, right now I'm thinking of stuff, and I'm like, was that in the movie script or was that a story that you told me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but dude, listen, that means you've got a movie and you've got other stories and you've got listen. Star Wars was one thing, but then there's Boba Fett, then there's this, then there's that, and so I, I mean, dude, get this shit out there. Yeah. I, I definitely should because there is some funny stories out there from my years past. But like, now, so in a movie, the, it could it, it could be like a, a Netflix series or like a like. Well, I've I've always well, said like like we've took the the original script was 164 pages. Yeah. Um, and a comedy is supposed to be like 90 to 95 pages. Yeah. So we chopped it down. It's it's still at like one. I want to say it's 120 or 118, which is still kind of long, but there was so many things we cut out that there is just endless shit that, that, you know, but go with what Mike said in this day and age, short dirt, short duration things. Like you're, you're, you're letting a short go at 10 minutes, somehow five yeah. minutes, somehow No, I like it's, it's teasers. I mean, this right. is how social media, social media doesn't survive because you know, with this show, yes, we put out a show, but Josh also does a tease, a quick, a zip, a bang. That's it. It's all it is. Yeah. Just to get you to suck it in. You've got all these fucking crazy stories. Give them five minutes. Give yeah. them another five. Do a series. Do a fucking Riley series. You know, Rye Dog series or some fuck, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And it's just these hits that lead to the length of 160 pages, which is the movie. Right, right. And people would consume that shit all day long. I mean, people like, are in those podcasts shows. yeah yes exactly i think, what, I think what's cool about it is that it's a perspective that has never been done right you know the billy crystal movie uh forget paris he was a referee in the nba right it wasn't about that it was no yeah it wasn't yeah it wasn't like it wasn't like um you know like slap shot or something right right you know, right about the refs yeah you know, and totally so this is them. from yeah this is like the ref's world and how we interacted and stuff. And um, so it's unique and it's, it's, I mean, it's original and it's fucking funny. I mean, not just cause 
you know, it was my life, but. No, but you lived it. That that reminds me, I was asking Josh earlier, do you know, it's a small world. Do you know uh, Pete DeBear? Pete DeBear. Yeah. Um, I think I do. The name sounds familiar. He's up in Maine. He's a ref. Do you know Jay Durfee? Sounds like a nickname, Pete the Bear. I know, right? Do you know know Jay Durfee? Durfee. Derf and I, uh, yeah, we're buds. We we do a bunch of games together. He is no lit. shit. Yep. Okay. Oh, Derf, yeah. Derf and I are fraternity brothers from way the fuck back. And to, okay. just today, he shoots me a text that he was talking about these college games that he was supposed to ref, but a bunch of them got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. And then Josh is like, we're having Mark on. I'm like, wait a fucking minute. He's a ref. I swear to God, Derf yeah. knows fucking Riley. Derf, Derf's awesome. We, uh, he, we have a blast egg. We work. We, uh, we did, we, we do junior and college games and then some youth games and we love fucking with people. Like, he was on, he was on, he texted me today just to be like, Hey, fucking watch some game on Nesson at noon. I'm the ref. So he was doing a game today. He, yeah. He does hockey East. Um, yes. He yep. does. He does a lot for hockey East. I, I usually do D three college cause the D ones play Friday and Saturday night. Okay. And I'm always doing comedy in the regular world. Not so much now. You and I have to fucking get together and fuck with him. Oh, that'd be awesome if he doesn't oh. really know each other. That would be he, awesome. no. I no. I, I I when Josh told Josh sent me the email that you were coming on. I obviously have known you for years, but then I'm like, wait a second, ref, not just stand up comic. And Durf literally just fucking texted me today saying, "Hey Isaiah, I'm doing this." I'm yeah, like, yeah. if fucking Riley knows Durf, we're gonna fucking destroy yeah. him. Durf's Durf's awesome. Let's fuck with yeah. this kid. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be hard man it won't be hard unless he sees this and then it probably would be. <laughs> well we won't release this till exactly. thursday which is after christmas so we'll get in a little okay. early and i'll say something like yeah uh, we'll come up with something like quick in the next couple of days i'll get your number and we'll fuck with this kid all right he's all good right. people be, yeah he's awesome i love dirt dude so fucking pumped to have you on the show man Thank yeah, thanks you. man any uh stand-up dates you want to plug or uh, yeah, um, I'll be playing my um, bathroom tomorrow night. <laughs> and what about your, your 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 dining room on Christmas? A Christmas, actually, <laughs> if if I get so, I'm supposed to go to Aruba on Saturday for a vacation. My passport today went into in process. It was oh. in not found up oh. until this afternoon. What did you do with the? What did you fucking do? How'd that happen? I sent it November twenty seventh. Mm, and I did the expedite thing and the whole thing. And it, it apparently the passport office closed, but forgot to tell the post office. What so, did you not have a passport until yesterday? What are you no, fucking I, new? What, what, if, fuck, what? I've been to 45 of the 50 states. I haven't <laughs> gone out of the country other than Canada, Aruba, <laughs> and St. Lucia. That's all I do. I've never had a passport. I've never left no. the country. No. And I'm not allowed in Canada. So, I mean, what can you do? Well, I mean, I went up there when I was a bantam, I think, and played hockey. I might have been a midget, too. I was going to say, wait, Uh, bantam or midget? Go back to that. I think I might have been a midget. Hashtag midget on the show, Josh. Come on. Hashtag midget. Do it. Canadian midgets are big. (laughs) big. Wait, whoa, whoa. They're big? Oh, they're big. Canadian midgets are big. Um. Because they, they eat grow, that ham. They grow their That's midgets big. big up there. There's your promo right there. Canadian midgets are big. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> Canadian midgets are big. Um, so <laughs> I might use that, actually. Fucking uh, shit. No, I, so I never had a passport. So the passport <laughs> hasn't come yet. So if it comes, 
I'm supposed to leave Saturday morning, but there's a club down there. That was my original point. Aruba Rays is the comedy club down there. The guy who owns it, Ray, um, uh, he, he's originally, I think, from Boston. So it's not just so I'm, supposed to, I'm, I'm supposed to do some shows down there while I'm down there, like, just to, you know, jump on and, and do some guest sets and then hopefully get booked to come back down. Nice. So that's hopefully will happen next week if I get out of Boston. And then maybe you can ref one of the Aruba hockey games. Yeah. Uh, very big down there uh, yeah. in Aruba. Just like uh, the midgets in Canada. I think they're called like the West Winds or fucking melted ice or some shit. Well, the good thing about Aruba is if you do run into a midget, as long as you're on the beach, they can't catch you. Wait a minute. Because I don't know if you've ever seen a midget run in sand. Hilarious. Confused at what we're talking about now. Um, I apologize to all the midgets out there and the little people. Uh, don't apologize. They're dwarfs and they're fine. And we also apologize to the bantams and mosquitoes. So. Right. And the squirts. Exactly. Yeah. Squirts. Uh, yeah, so I don't have anything coming. I have a Zoom show. Hold on. I do have a Zoom show, which uh, the Zoom is that what this is? That's what this is. So this is the show. Uh, no, it actually. Um, is this one a giggle uh, Zoom or a Cal February? Zoom? No, February twenty sixth. It's um, it's for uh, uh, some group that does stuff with recovery. Um, that's very specific. We appreciate. I have that. a few recovery yeah. jokes if you want. If you. Well, I'm 15 years sober, so um, yeah. Uh, Do you think that'll last a long time? Are you, you going to quit that? or? I think I got a shot to make a couple more days. Um, <laughs> days? <laughs> You're going to make it until you get your fucking passport, go to Aruba, and get fucked up. Well, if I fall off the wagon, it's going to involve a stripper, a hooker, and a midget. <laughs> Which and, is also in the movie. And Ladies and gentlemen, golf clap, golf clap. And a squirt. There's probably going to be a squirt involved. Yeah, I can, uh, well... <laughs> That's a whole nother story. Mike. Can you can you can you fucking uh, FaceTime? Can you FaceTime one of us when that happens, please? If I find a, a midget that happens to be a stripper and a hooker at the same time that squirts, I might I might just retire. I might right. just lay down wow. right there. Ma imagine that, Josh, Mike. We're like we talked to fucking Riley right before the motherfucker right. went right into the sunset. Yeah, he went to Aruba and he never came back. Never he came found back. a midget that squirted, and there was. It just it I mean, just he ended. Was, just he was scheduled to ref a Railers game, and then it just you know, <laughs> right. he went off the rails. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not planning on doing anything stupid down there. Um, I mean, pl the key word there is planning. Well, yeah, that that gets you out of a lot of shit. Correct. <laughs> you know? So you're 15 years sober, really? 15 years sober. Congratulations, uh, man. Congrats. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's tough. Mike's been how long off cigarettes? 16 years 16 wow. that's a fucking yeah. that's a thing one every day right. every day i crave at least one craving a day where it's like i i look at a friggin convenience store i'm like i'm stopping but yeah i am yeah. still an active alcoholic so active no it's all good i Me I'm, too. I'm i've been reading brochures though so i'm a card carrying member of alcoholism right here the Me funniest too. thing is some of my friends and one of my favorite people in the world don gavin uh, I think one of the funniest people alive. I don't, I'll put him up against any comedian you want to put him up against. I right. actually talked to him today. I called him. I did a wellness check because he lives down in Florida now. And um, that's a shit time, show state. Oh yeah. Every time I, every time I see him, he's like, ah, so you still not drinking? And uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he goes, that's too bad. And um, 
You know what I love is Rick Middleton. Whenever I talk to Rick Middleton, he always names like these comedians and he's like, and what's the comedian that still drinks? And I'm like, Don Gavin. Don Gavin. <laughs> uh, and that guy, man, I've, he, he's just an amazing dude. I mean, funny. And I, I, I'll share a story with you. So Gav and I are at Kowloon and, um, and, and legendary place, legendary. And we left, this was back well before I stopped drinking. And, um, and we left at, as he would put it, no o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and, so it was like probably three o'clock and I get in my car and like there was 17 steering wheels. And <laughs> he jumps in his car and out the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, shit. I put my seat back. Next thing I know, it's like 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck. And somehow yeah. you're in the golden banana parking lot. What no, I, I was, and I was married at the time. So That doesn't mean you can't go to the banana. How dare living you? Living in Southie. So I, 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 I go home, and I get home at like 9 o'clock in the morning. And I open the door, and I, we went right into the kitchen, and my, and my then wife is standing there at the sink, and she's like, oh, how was your, how was your night? And I'm like, uh good and um she's like oh that's good and i'm like you're not you're not angry and she goes you were with gav right i go yeah she goes oh yeah i didn't even expect you this early <laughs> <laughs> but he really is like what i i never knew because there's not really anything of him online and no. i he he just like guested on one of the shows at Giggles one time, like a Lenny show or a Steve Sweeney show. And I I don't know if I've ever laughed that hard, maybe because I wasn't expecting it, but it's just like all the like, it's like quick rapid fire. Like you don't even know why you're laughing because it, like, I, I don't even remember his act. It was so funny. Like I just remember yeah. one line, it was something about, and then his dog walks in and I lost all control oh. of my body and I had to like lay down <laughs> on the table. I know what bit, <laughs> I work with Gav so much like his, his, he's just, and if you sit at the bar with him, he'll throw away more material in a, like an hour long conversation than most comedians will write in their whole lifetime. Like, That's awesome. Just so he's lighting. And he grew up my oldest brother in West Roxbury, um, which was kind of funny because uh, my, so Gav's, he's really smart. Like he's real smart. And my brother is the dentist and uh, Bruins dentist. Um, and he's, you know, a, a genius and uh, makes me look real good in the family. You know, <laughs> <laughs> which one tells Dick's jokes for a living? That would be me. Who hey. Pasternak's mouth. Um, well, he's pissed at Pasternak because of the broken tooth. He wants to fix it. And Pasternak's like, no, I like it. He's like, I'm your dentist, you nitwit. Like, anyway. So You're making me fucking look bad. I, I, the night I meet Gav, I walk up to him and I go, hey, Don Gav and Mark Riley, I'm, I'm Teddy Riley's brother. And, and he, he's like, oh, Teddy Riley. Oh, he was really smart. Yeah. Like, I'd get a 92 on an exam and I'd be like, oh, what'd you get? And he'd go, I got a 97. And I'd be like, ah. this is the first time I ever met him. And uh, I go, so I'm thinking about doing comedy. And he goes, uh, why? And I said, um, I, go, I, I like making people laugh. And he goes, okay, I'll let you. And swear, swear to God, that was like, and next thing you know, it's like three in the morning. I'm leaving Nick's comedy stop in Boston. And uh, 
the guy's amazing. I can't say enough good things. I mean, there's a lot of Boston comedians that are awesome. Like it's kind of a cool close knit community. Like there's very yeah. few dickheads, you know, like if, if no, I can't say if any, there's, there's a, a few, I'm sure. A few. Um, I'll leave the couple, names. couple, two, three, but like there's Lenny, and, we know who they are. Yeah. Like Lenny and, oh. and, and Sweeney and, and, uh, um, you know, Tony V who's better than him. Um, Rogerson, you know, Jimmy Dunn, Kenny. Yeah. Rogerson. I mean, there's so many great ones and it, it, like, aside from the people that came out of here, you know, the Stephen Wrights and the Joe Rogans and all those guys, um, they're like amazing. But then you have this group that stayed here and it's just, you know, it, it's a really cool community to be a part of. And there's like you no know. ego behind them. To, like, I, I remember Stephen Wright came into Giggles one time and Mike Clark was like, hey, is it okay if Stephen Wright sits here? And I was like, no, yeah. I don't sit with people who have been on Carson. Yes, he can sit here. Yeah. <laughs> he, he came in one night to Giggles. I thought he was a homeless guy that wandered in the back. He's, yeah. He's got that bad like, beard. Yeah. yeah. He had like this jacket on and this hat. And Yard so, work gloves. <laughs> yeah and super cool guy and he's like uh and he and he was like uh you guys don't mind if i uh jump on do you because no and i'm like what like, like emo phillips that's his act bobcat like, goldwit Stephen wright's actually like that. <laughs> i have a v i have a vhs tape of his special from 19 i think it's 91 um that i found in my tapes that i was going through uh, a couple weeks ago and i'm like hold like he is just amazing just amazing but a great guy, uh, Bill Burr. Like you meet him and you think, you know, you knew him your whole life. Like they, they're really cool. You know, uh, people think we suck here from Boston and we're assholes, which is no, no. 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 we're kind of dickish. We're but, dickish. You know, it's um, it's really fucking cool people that 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 do comedy and come out of comedy, and you know, it's uh, it's a neat it's a neat little community to be a part of. You know, and it's weird, like Bill Burr, because like. I've I've talked to him a few times, but the most recent time was at the last Comics Come Home a year ago, and we just I I was doing like an interview for AAF, but then we just started talking about like the old Fleet Center and then like the old like Bruins and the 2011 team, and we just kept going and we talked for like ten minutes, and I was like, this is really about nothing except for what we want to talk about, and it was, <laughs> it was like, holy shit, I'm just like shooting the shit with the guy that's basically on the top of the comedy mountain. I'm like, that's yeah. like <laughs> just shooting the shit with like Richard Pryor, right? I'm like, yeah, but no. he's, he 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 doesn't seem like that. <laughs> yep, he's a really it's he's a he's a really good like really good guy. He's got nerd cred now because he was in The Mandalorian. Oh yeah. my God. As Bill Burr. Yeah, as Bill. As like, right. The only guy in the galaxy with a Boston accent. <laughs> you know, I'm, from the, I'm from the inner 128 system from the planet of Canton. You it know? Was fucking awesome to see him on that show. And he's just, yeah, he's totally just like, are you crazy? You know, it's like, geez, he's not even trying. Nope. You know, Wait, like, you shoot that some kind of like brutal accent to sound like they're from another planet or whatever. No, Bill Burr was just like, whatever. You know, he's just he's, he's Bill Burr in a costume. Right. And he's shooting like laser guns. He and, didn't even have a costume on. It was, I mean, uh, it's he obviously it. knows Fabro, clearly. He was great. That guy we're trying to kill is that fucking Darth, Darth Vader or something? I don't know. He's fucking brutal. <laughs> That's the helmet. You know, he was great in King of Staten Island. 
Oh, that was so good. Right? That was a great movie. That was a really great movie. But See, maybe we can be talking about your fucking movie when you release it. Hey, just give me a producer and a movie and a, a and a million camera. dollars. Can I play the, the Pete Davidson character? <laughs> producer, million dollars. I wrote it down. All right. okay. That's all I need. Shopping. That's all you need, kid. We'll, we'll put Durf in it. Yes! Oh, my God, dude. You and I got to connect tomorrow. I know it's Christmas Eve. But we got to fuck with him. Everyone, everyone, Josh is going to be in it. He, I already told him he could have a... I mean, you know, obviously, I've seen him skate, so it won't be a hockey role, but... I, uh, yeah. Oh, my I'm God. kidding. No, you're not. Josh, Josh hooked me up with um, the Bruins alumni when uh, when we did that Boston Comedy All-Stars. We had a freaking blast. That was awesome. And we had a fight on the ice. And Yeah, and Josh and I fought. Yes. Yeah. Kind of funny. Maybe I you mean, can fight in the movie. Yeah, that, there you go. And I'll this win that good. one, too. So yeah, I mean. yeah, I'll let you think you won. All right. <laughs> that's, for, that's for another show. Too. We'll set up the GoFundMe. Dude, Riley, thanks, brother. Let's get this the is first good. Ten minutes made. All right. All right. Love first it. ten minutes. Yep. We'll shoot. We'll shoot a scene with a coach and uh, the naked scene. Yeah. That's okay. naked scene. You're gonna get a body double for that, or what? What's the deal? <laughs> uh, no, no. As long as they shoot it from behind, uh, oh, no full frontal on me. I don't like full frontal. You can do Lenny's, Lenny's got to be the coach. <laughs> right. Get Lenny Clark in there. Dude, Lenny is one of the, I, I told him and he, he actually loves the script. And he said, I said, Lenny, you're one of the coaches. Like I have, I have role. We wrote roles for like specific people. Right. You know, uh, Dennis Leary. We had a role for, uh, uh, what's his name? Chris, uh, Chris Cooper. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. He's from like the South shore. Well, he uh, lives in, yeah. He lives in the South, Southeastern mass. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I like it. Well, uh, let's do it. Cool. All right. This was awesome. I, yeah, thanks I, for coming on, man. Yeah, dude, thank on. you. Talk to you again. Definitely. How, how can people follow you on social? Blow out anything, any way people can follow you, your comedy, anything you're doing, oh. blow it out. Yeah, so my website is markreillycomedy.com. And that links to social, you know, all the stuff. Uh, it's all Mark Riley Comedy. But because no one remembers names, and I'd always say, oh, you can find me at markreillycomedy.com. There's two ways to spell Mark. There's 9 million ways to spell Riley. So <laughs> they can go to thatcomedianwasfunny.com and that goes right to my site. And if they're, if they're Buddhist and live in the moment, they can type in thatcomedianisfunny.com <laughs> and that goes to my site. Sounds so like you know how to direct yeah. children, you know? It's a- yeah. Oh, <laughs> thatcomedianwasfunny.com. And that that comedian that. is funny or that comedian was funny.com. Both. That Love it. Enter funny, and that comedian is funny. <laughs> dude, Mark Riley. Good to have you on. And dude, seriously, you, me, and Durfee, we're gonna fuck with them. Oh, absolutely. Dude, awesome. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for coming on uh, on the show, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. Right? Seriously, this has been a blast. I, I can't believe how long it's been since I've seen you. I feel like it was every <laughs> other week for like five years. And <laughs> we haven't seen anybody in months. No comedy, no hockey. It was like what, September or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even I, know what fucking day it is. I sent you a memory from my Facebook from when we did the. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. When we were doing Dirty Water TV. We used to do Dirty Water TV together yeah. <laughs> every week. So, yeah. This is we'll good. get back to it soon. Yeah. No, I really appreciate you guys. This is awesome. Good luck at Aruba Rays. 
if you make yeah, it down I get there. there. Yes. I yeah. got to get that passport first. Get your fucking passport. Let's go. Yeah, Ruber Rays, the, the hockey team, right? That's yes. Ruber Rays. <laughs> it's where the South Carolina Rays moved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, Merry Christmas, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Right, that's happening. All right. Yeah. All did right. We give our, did we give our sponsors plugs or did we do that before? We did about we seven did times in the beginning. We started with that, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. That's banking sure. All right. Do you hear that awkward silence? That means the show's over. Yeah. Goodbye. Hey, yeah. Good to see you, Mark. This is good like, to see you, brother. This is like back when I was in like a freshman in high school and I'd go on a date and I didn't know how to end it. Right? <laughs>